living rap living with jonathan and katie welcome, welcome to, to jonathan, jonathan and katie <laughs> i don't know what the show jonathan's clearly on an edible <laughs> i'm not on an edible i just katie gave me drugs before this she gave me this nasty little pepto-bismol tablet <laughs> and i'm high it's a witch tea yeah yeah you said living with jonathan with katie with Katie. <laughs> that means that you have changed the name to the Living with Jonathan with Katie. With Katie. Featuring Katie. She lives in the broom closet underneath the stairs. I always do. Um, yeah, you- Daddy. <laughs> Daddy, what am I going to move into the big house, Daddy? Um, <laughs> will listeners <laughs> stop listening because I just did that? I don't know. Um, um, you know probably. Nike, my boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, famous. He, yeah. he says when he talks really fast... Um, in English, he'll talk really fast. And then um, instead of saying because, he'll say because. He'll go, because it was like, you know, and he will deny it to this day. And he'll listen to this and he'll he'll text me probably right now being like, I do not say because, but he because. totally says because. But only when he talks fast. That's interesting. You, so we've established before, you say warm. I say warm. And I met a Canadian recently and he was telling me about uh, the process. The process? Mm-hmm. Have you seen that Canadian TV show on Hulu where they all talk real weird in Canadian? No. What you need it? to watch it. I don't know. It's like, I think it's called like Letter Kenny or Big Kenny or something like that. Mm. Um, they all, when, I think it's like all country Canadians. And so when you watch little episodes of it, you're like, oh, different country. Yeah. Totally different country. It is very much. It's not like Degrassi where everyone's like American and then they just say sorry. And then you're like, oh, they're in Canada, you know? I love, um, as we've established before though, you're incredibly talented at accents. Am I really? You are so much. Can you, can we play? We've always wanted to play Little Master Bitch Theater. Okay. Yeah, I could do some accents. Can we do some of your, I'm going to like click, 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 like run the little, I'm going to spin the little wheel Okay. and you're going to give us some of your iconic accents i would say but the thing about these accents is i don't know how accurate they are i just do them they just come out yeah that's because the muses speak through you in all the voices of the land yeah okay um so let's start with my favorite scottish oh yeah this is my i'm sorry to any scottish person but honestly i don't know you where are we going if we go there we'll die (laughs) i won't go there like that's my scottish i didn't know that you're straight and scottish I'm gay as the day is long. Oh, that was bad. I lost it. See, can I can I know, only what say... What does this gay Scott sound like? I don't know. I do have a fantasy of doing a show in Edinburgh and mm-hmm. just like getting to see all the little like hot Scots with their kilts. Yeah. And I really want to see... I just want a little flash of ball. Do you remember? I went I went to Edinburgh and I brought, oh, yes. I brought you back a, a postcard of a little slutty boy with his... Uh, his little kilt up. Still on my fridge. Yeah. It's actually, it's a talking point. I was going to, or did I bring you penis shaped pasta? I'm sure you did. I can't remember. Maybe that was in Italy. Yeah. I think that was in last century. I travel so much that it's hard to keep track. (laughs) You do Um, travel so much. I mean, here, Palm Springs, back Palm Springs. I mean, (laughs) no, there were the years where I was constantly in your apartment staying there because your old apartment, because you were just like in Europe. That's right. I was traveling with my male financier friends, as you like to say. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I love your Scottish. I'm trying to think of another. I feel like you have another British monologue in you. Oh. Oh, I have one. Oh, do it. Okay. Wait. Do you. Can we dual do this? Do you remember the speech in Elizabeth Golden Age? Can yes. you play the Spanish person's part? This oh, is my dream yes. monologue of all time. Yes. Okay. 
I want to see where you bring it up. This okay. is also, you guys, this is how you know what close of friends we are, yes. that we already know, know what exactly this master what bitch theater is. About, okay, yeah. go ahead, go. There is a wind coming that will sweep away your pride. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so it is the year 16-something. There's some drama between Spain and England. Oh, yeah. Spain's being a bitch, as she always is. Yes, because what's happening is Spain was used to being the popular girl, mm-hmm. colonizing all the indigenous. Yeah. And now England With all is like... With all her little golds and yeah. shit. Yeah. And then now England is like, we want to colonize the indigenous. And they're moving into being the new popular mean girl on the world stage. And Actually, so- what we do is instead we go, you guys are going to do the work for the gold, and we're just going to rob you. And that's... That's why I am proud to be British. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Okay, so this is Master Bitch Theater, Elizabeth the Golden Age, the drama. Yes. And so she's like, what's happened is that um, the Spain are trying to uh, sponsor a plan that is going to put Mary, Queen of Scots on the throne and dethrone Elizabeth. They're going to assassinate her. And then she's like, (laughs) okay, so you are the Spanish ambassador. Yes. Yes. Same. Okay, so she's like, quit trying to kill me. Un, dos, tres, action. Okay. There is a wind coming that will sweep away your pride. I too can command a wind, sir. I have a hurricane in me that will strip Spain bare if you dare to try me. And scene. It was wonderful. Can I give you a note? Yes. Why are you whispering? Yell it. I know. To you the told wind. me that too because I sent you. The, remember, I sent you my own monologue taped on a Scottish hillside, and you were like, "Why are you whispering?" Oh yeah, she, Katie was in the middle of nowhere Scotland, just on a hillside, and she was whispering. And if you had yelled, I mean, like, no one would have heard. You know what I mean? Like, no, but it was because it's actually a famous tourist spot, and behind me, like in front, of, behind the camera, was all the people. Oh, okay. and I didn't want to be like pulling focus, even you though I do like love you're on to. Planes, just like empty planes. Yeah, yeah. But I do love that scene, and I watch that scene a lot. Like you know how some people listen to music to inspire them. Yeah, I watch that that interaction, and then she says. Uh, also it's like, I mean, it's probably problematic, but she's like, she's like, go back to your rat hole and tell Philip if he wants to take his hands out his pockets, I'll blah, 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 something. I, don't know. I do remember that. That was not as good of a movie as the first Elizabeth. Yeah. I'm all about the True. first Elizabeth. True. When this house shall have no, wait, what is it? Oh, it's, um. Oh, he's like trying. They're like out of sync. It's like movie symbolism. Mm-hmm. I love when they do movie symbolism as yeah. if we all haven't like, you know, Got went it. to college, even though I didn't go to college, but I, I have, you know, yeah. um, on the streets, on the streets. Um, <laughs> El Colegio de la Calle. <laughs> um, yeah, he's like he's like they're dancing and he's just like, for God's sakes, you're still my Elizabeth. And then she's like, I am no man's Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. And if you seek to rule, you are mistaken. And then she turns around and she's like, um, I will have this one mistress here and, and no master. Yeah, I love master. Yeah, those. Can I just tell you guys, if you want to know about my sexuality, I am basically the Elizabeth movies. I just Joseph Fiennes and Clive Owen are so hot and one plays yeah. sir robert dudley which is like the lamest name and then the other one is of course um the famous pirate king um sir walter raleigh i prefer clive owen even though i like the first movie yeah. better clive owen is so sexy i think because I think he, has he has a pearl, hound dog and he has a pearl earring and he's a little unshaven and yeah. also he's the bad boy because he is a pirate he's full-on a criminal yeah he goes and just robs the oh this is why she gets so mad in that speech because uh the Spanish ambassador goes, your paratas, your pirates, they come all the way up the Thames to your royal bed. 
<laughs> and then my favorite, she goes, you will leave my presence, sir. You know what our relationship is, though? Hmm. It's in the first movie with the French <laughs> cross-dressing dude. It is. Where he's like, like, she catches him and he's just like, <laughs> and then like, he's like, oh. And then, and then, for you guys, she, he's also in full drag. Full drag, and he's and, like, oh, "What is uh, what is the problem here? I'm just surrounded by my friends. It is just what I do in private, you know." <laughs> and um, then she she laughs right, and she's like, says something like, "Your secret's safe with me, bitch." She says something. it in like French because apparently, like, she spoke Spanish, French, Dutch, English, German. Yeah. She spoke like all these things, but I know that he was like, he was definitely doing that thing of overcompensating. Right. Like he was on the river, and he was like. Um, maybe the queen is frigid to me because she, no one has unlocked her secrets and maybe they need a very big key. Un triangle, un triangle. <laughs> like it was like it was like buffoonery, absolute buffoonery. I miss being royal. Me too. So much. It I, really was. That's where we first met in our first life. You were the secret yeah, centuries ago. Yeah. Centuries ago. Yeah, centuries. Um. I, I do think that I'm better though at modern British accents. I don't I can't really do like court stuff. Like right. it's very hard. I have to almost like be warmed up for it. Warmed be, up. Warmed up in for a car it. set. Yeah. But I can do the entire monologue from the, the Constant Gardener from Rachel Vice, where she plays this like British activist. And, do it. Okay. So if you haven't seen this amazing movie directed by Fernando Morales uh, from Brazil, who directed City of God, mm-hmm. and he directed this movie, Constant Gardener, and um, it's the scene where Ray Fiennes is like a diplomat and Rachel Weisz is like an activist who like pretends to be like there to listen to his speech, but she's really there to like make her point, you know? So she's like, excuse me, excuse me, um, quick question, whose map did great britain use when it completely decided to ignore the united nations and invade iraq or do you think it's more diplomatic to you know bend the will of a superpower and politely engage in vietnam the sequel and then he (laughs) says so good yeah and then he says um he says something about like well i don't know what sir bernard would say and then she was like oh i'm sorry i thought that's why you were here and then he was like well when we've exhausted all these efforts and she was like sorry sir exhausted they're not exactly exhausted are they no 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 let's face it they're just lying in the way of the tanks no no no. we've spent 60 years trying to build up this organization called the united nations only to blow it up because our car's running out of petrol and then he's like starts to appease her and then she like doesn't take it and she's like that's bullshit. That's bullshit. You have to take responsibility. You are being paid to apologize for this pathetic country we call Britain. And and he can explain to us why we're, you know, killing thousands of innocent people and, and burning our credentials only for, you know, a photo opportunity on the White House lawn. You know, why? You know? So that's You know why you are so good at that? One, the voice, but two the um, passive British, the passive aggressive Britishness. So like we watched this makeup <laughs> show called The Glow Up, right? Oh, yes. And my favorite part is that there's a co-host or ju- she's not even a judge. She's just the co-host on the show that's supposed to basically just walk them from like the makeup room to the judging room. Yes. And when someone loses, this bitch is so petty. She always goes, she like a hug. Didn't really make it, did you? <laughs> That was perfect. And she'll always go, didn't really work out, did it much? It's the question on the end that is the biggest shade, like, thought you were talented, right? (laughs) 
And it didn't work out, did it? Did it? Oh, did no. it? Would you like a hug? You're gonna have to move on now. Get your bags and go. Yeah. And then the one of the girl was like, "I guess it's back to the deli, right?" And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, I literally started crying for her because I was like. Girl, don't be content with that. That's very British that she was like, I guess I'm going back to the deli. It's like, yeah. no, girl, you need, you need to punch that host in, yeah. in the mouth and then you need to get her agent to rep you or something. I don't know. Like, I do love, something. But I have really wanted to absorb that. And also, I've been watching this other show inspired by it. It's like an interior design masters. It's basically an entire design show for amateur people in uh-huh. British. And this guy, he's the little bitchiest little twink. And every time he they like do his cut, like talking head, he'll be like, the brief said it was supposed to be stylish, right? <laughs> so sort of trying to think of why it's not. <laughs> like, I'll be like, a little bit tacky, don't you think? <laughs> it's it, it's very, that's actually not even passive aggressive. That's like almost taunting. Oh, totally. He's the worst. And he'll always be like, wow, surprise me. Surprise because it was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a British boss, that made remember? Him br- uh, Australian, but yeah. Do you remember my British boss? Tell me. She used to, I used to be working all day up in storage and she used to come up from the office and she's from Hampstead, London. I don't know if this is a Hampstead accent, but she would go, um, Jonathan, um, so what have you been doing all day? And it used to make my blood boil. Like, I hate that type of passive aggressiveness in any accent. I absolutely hate it. I really always wanted to, like, master. I still can't tell the difference between the Queen's English and somebody else. All I know is that she'll be like, and that is really clearly that. I don't know. Oh, okay. That's more New Zealand. Yeah, you went kind of a little bit too, like you went a little bit more Kiwi. How do you do posh? Um, Well, posh is different Mm -hmm. than the Queen's English. The Queen's English is like a royal accent's its own thing. Like even posh people don't speak posh. I mean, the Queen's Queen's accent. So it's it's very like... No, no, I I can't possibly do that. No, it's quite quite tight-lipped. No, Edward, I'm not going to do that today. No. Like, I don't know. I can't yeah. really do a full sentence, like, but it's... And no one cares what you think. You think that people care what you think. Well, I'm here to tell you. They don't. They don't welcome it. Like, it's like, that's like a scene from you the You really crowd. embody that character. You get so tight. Okay, micro-impressions. All right. Remember, this is also one of our favorite uh, catchphrases of all time. So I'm going to say what it is, and then you can explain what it is. Okay. Okay, so it's leads, right? And it's... No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is Mel B. Yeah, scary spice in the spice world. Yes. Is she from Leeds? I know she's northern. I thought she was. She's always like, I'm from I'm from Leeds. No, oh yeah, know. maybe she's from Leeds. But um, that's my favorite. No. no. And then um do our famous our favorite Amy Winehouse. We'll reenact it. It's Kelly Osborne asking Amy how she feels. <laughs> okay. And she goes, Amy, some people say you're quite an a sexual icon. Do you believe that's true? Only to guys. <laughs> like she just <laughs> says that. I have to do it in a deep voice because it's so funny. She, of course, didn't sound like that, but it was kind of like us, that. But to us, it does. Yeah. I also love Australian. Um, shout out to all the Aussies out there suffering right now. But um, you guys have great accents. To the Outback. To the Outback. Um, I knew you? a man who told me about a family friend. Because, you know, Australians are crazy. Australia's crazy because of the wildlife. And a family friend had been eaten by a shark. <gasps> and they were like, it was the way he wanted to go. <laughs> that is absolutely hilarious. I know. Rest in peace. Remember when I dated that Aussie guy who had no organs? What? He like didn't have all his organs. And Which he kept... episode was this of our friendship? I, it I feel was like... oh, very early on. No, but very because early. You, when you were single, you date the way that 
women in Sex and the City date where each yes. week it would be like, oh, John, Big Cock John or whatever. Oh, that yeah. That sounds like a royal title. <laughs> Big Cock John. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, big ass, big ass gym. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, um, you were Australian, you were dating an Australian with no organs. He didn't have all his organs. And so therefore it didn't work out because he was like, did a dingo oh, eat them? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, I have to go back to, I have to go back to Australia. I, I can't do any, Sydney. I, I can't, I can't do an Australian accent, but, um, I used to be able to, but I lost it. Um, yeah, it didn't work out because he also lived in like the rainforest or something. <laughs> it was very odd. Um, and uh, and then yeah, then I started dating someone else from a different land. From a no, from the a same, different land. From Studio City. So, from Studio City. Yeah. So that's even more exotic, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> than Australia. What other accents can you do? Australians used to they used to grate me, but now I like it. But I think it's because you and I do it so much. Oh yeah. I don't know why, but we call each other Tanya, and specifically Tonya. oh, because of Muriel Muriel's Muriel's wedding. Okay. It's that's what it's that's where from. it came from. Yeah. I always just answer the phone to you and I go, "Hello, Tonya." Tonya, um, shove your drink up your ass, Tonya. I'd rather swallow razor blades and have a drink with you. Like it's like that. <gasps> that was so good. Really? That was so good. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe Ozzy. it was the end. It was that you. Yeah, but I think the big, most of it was not good. I could just feel that I wasn't clicked into it. You weren't there. But that's a line from Muriel's wedding. Yeah. Tanya was one of the bitches from Muriel's wedding. That's why I call you Tanya all the time. You call me Tanya all the time. Tanya. <laughs> it's our code word for bitch. Yeah. Um, I only do, well, I have a lot of um, international relatives who are like, like my uncle married a woman from Italy, so my <gasps> cousins are Italian. Your Italian is really good. It's mostly, um, literally, I think the la- one of the last times I saw my Italian cousin, he was swimming in a swimming pool with a lit cigarette <laughs> in his hand while like dog paddle. It was the most Italian thing I've ever seen. And they're very fun. I like them because my, my cousin works in fashion and he's very like, um, he's very cool. Like he, he like name drops everywhere he goes, but he hates everyone. So he'll be like, Mm, you know Versace Donatella was there but uh, you know I, I don't really like the tacky clothes of Versace and I was asking him oh like what should I wear if I was ever on a red carpet you know like um, I did ask I was like Versace and he was like looked at me like I had like thrown up in front of him <sighs> he was like please Gucci, Gucci is only acceptable and he's like Gucci is just artisanal from the beginning to end always classic and he was like Gucci maybe Prada and then literally he'll Prada. be like and he'll always be like um, and shout out to Tommaso if you're listening I know you're not uh, but he'll always be like I was at dinner with you know Vincente Prada and I'll be like I don't know and he'll be like you know the grandson of Akrotrelev Prada <laughs> <laughs> like okay and then he did tell me that um, Miu Miu was acceptable and some other ones but he's always at fashion week he dresses in all black and smokes and um, looks very un- uninterested in anything anyone says and then I also loved that he said uh, I said I like Christian Siriano who's like an American and he literally looked me up and down and he goes very American taste. <laughs> and he and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And he was like, it's not even good American. Like, you know, he was like, Ralph Lauren, that is a vision. This is a style. This is an aesthetic. It's very American. And he was like, Chris and Siriano, if you like. <laughs> if you like. That is of, so funny. If you like. And in my mind, I have to do an impression. as I pretend to hold a cigarette every time I do an impression of him. Yeah. But I do enjoy talking to him because he's Italian's very great. fun. It's so funny. They also are always yelling at it like when i when they would come to visit they would always be screaming at each other and i would always think it's like they're in a big fight or something you know but literally all it is is just like 
Where is the coffee? I don't know where the coffee is. Why would I know where the coffee is? Get the cream. You, why do you have cream? You're already too fat. Why are you having cream? Like, it's just not, it's just like small talk, but they scream it. And as a Scandinavian person by heart, yeah. um, it terrifies me. But I do love them. Shout out to the <laughs> Italian family. And then I have my Greek uncle, um, Themios, my cousin, my like cousin-in-law. This is like his actual name. Alexandros Papa Chrysopoulos. Yeah. That's Greek as hell. Yeah. Which is... Alexandros. Yeah. And then that was like my Uncle Themios who was always like, Katie, my beautiful girl. It's a little Italian. That's pretty... No, right. but I mean, they, they're kind of similar. I yeah. mean, they're both Mediterranean stuff. But he would be like, everywhere in Greece is the most beautiful place in Greece. No, I made it to Italian. Yeah, but it's okay. Like, your Italian's really good. But he was fun. And then, of course, my German relatives oh can like, you do german i love them they're actually their english is so good that it's like <laughs> you can't slightly even do it. german yeah but they're mostly just like uh you know they travel so much like my german family is always visiting because they yeah. travel they get like 18 weeks a year paid or something like that yeah you know? they know everywhere that i haven't like been before like i was just be like where are you going this time and they're like um we are very much liking the American West, and so we are driving from uh, the Zion Canyons in Utah to da 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 da. You know, um, and they'll go to rock and roll because rock and roll in like the American West is just very like fun and exotic to them. So it's a lot. They're always traveling, and it's always just like. And you have been going to this, yes? And I'm like, no, I don't know it. It's so weird to be so familiar with something like that and then two foreigners think it's exotic because exotic is only different to people who are not part of the culture right right so whatever culture that is so like rock and roll and the american west is like so normal to us because we grew up in socal right yeah um but i could see the landscape of the southwest the stunning red rocks the like indigenousness the spanish colonialness the mexicanness then the like the whole Route 66 thing, the yeah. driving, the American movies are very much like road trip movies it's a lot Americana. of the time. That's what they love so much. And then I'm like, where's the witches in the Black Forest, you know? Well, you like old school Americana because there's many different types of Americana. There's the American West Americana because that that like evokes fantasies of the frontier and mm -hmm. pioneer stuff. Then there's like, American Gothic, Southern Americana. Southern. You know? Oh, we haven't even done Southern. We haven't southern. even done a Southern. Oh, no, I can do the my favorite Southern monologue. It's just a line, which is, um, they say this war is a cloud over the land, but they brought the weather, and then they stand out in the rain, and they go, oh, shit, it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Renee Zellweger, who didn't sound anything like that, but I... I feel like the accent was pretty <laughs> From good. where? From Cold, Cold Mountain? Cold Mountain. Ooh, yeah. that's a good one. Um, I can know my dad, who is <gasps> an American. Talk about code switching. My dad would absolutely code switch from um, like normal. Like normal a neutral um, American. To that, to like full Oki. Yeah. And it was um, usually when he was angry at me. And so, <laughs> but it would usually be like something like, he'd be like, you goddamn Yankee, that's why I shouldn't have braided with your mama. <laughs> Wait, that, that wasn't right. But he did call me goddamn Yankee a lot. He'd be like, you Yankee. He'd be like, that's your Yankee blood. Like, Which, okay. by the way, Oklahoma, no offense to your dad and anyone who All lives there. All offense to my dad. Um, Oklahoma is not truly a southern state, and it's not really truly a midwestern or southwestern. It's like a heart. It's a demon state. Yeah. It's a heartland state. <laughs> I think it is. I, If anything, it would probably count more southern because there were slaves there. And then, like, you know what I mean? The, well, they had the, the whole um, Cherokee trail of tears which was awful yeah and then they also had um that massacre of all the black citizens mm -hmm. who like in um tulsa i think it yeah. was in like the 20s where 
it was like very prosperous black um, owned businesses and black owned neighborhoods that they just went in and like legit bombed and like shot up and killed so many people. Um, I remember reading about that as a footnote in social studies, a footnote in our history books. Okay. Yeah. Something like that as just a footnote. It was like on the side of like, you know, whatever the main chapter was about, like maybe it was probably like about how people moved into Oklahoma and the history of Oklahoma. Um, yeah. But that was not like a featured chapter. That was just a footnote. And then I remember watching the new season of Watchmen, which opens on that. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, is this fiction? And then it's suddenly dawning on me, no, I've read this before. And then I looked mm-hmm. it up and I was like, this is how crazy that event was that when you see it reenacted in like a Hollywood thing, you're kind of like, this is totally fiction, right? right. Like this didn't happen. They didn't fly planes over and drop stuff onto black owned businesses. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Totally did. No. Totally did. And then like so many black people moved and then so many people who stayed just didn't even talk about it. Yeah. Because they were just so um, hurt. There was so much injustice you know what I mean? And it's then they, there was nothing really done about yeah. it. Shout out to Cal- Oklahoma. Um, I've never I've never been. I've always thought I should go retrace my roots, my little white trash roots. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. But it is very funny. My dad was always complaining about that he'd mated with a Yankee. And that's what. But he would tell me stuff like. So, babe, you're mixed race. I am mixed race. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mixed war. Um, but he, I was trying to think of like Southern things that or not. So I don't know. But they still do identify as like the South will rise again kind of stuff. Yeah. Especially but, um, Eastern Oklahoma. It gets real Southern. Yeah. And he'd be like, if the rain. Have you ever heard this expression? Like if it's raining and then or no, it's sunny and raining at the same time. Yeah. The devil beating on his wife. <gasps> that's so awful. Yeah, that's I, a, that's... I just called that Hawaiian a Hawaiian <laughs> shower. Yeah, yeah. Because when I went to Hawaii once, it would be sunny and just rained because it's tropical there. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, it's a Hawaiian shower. Yeah, that's a, glamorous. That's very that's a Pasadena in you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know the Hawaiian love. shower. I, yeah. I encountered that when we uh, drove through Maui. <laughs> when it's you summered in Maui. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, I can also do um, a Mexican accent, but I can only do it if I'm doing, which is weird because I'm Mexican American, but like yeah. I can only do it if I'm doing lines from Frida. Okay, I, it do. needs to always be channeled through my favorite through starlet. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Tell me a quote it? from Frida. From, I just remember how I was going, Frida. 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 There have been two major accidents in my life, Diego, the trolley and you. Did you? Are by far the worst. Ooh, that's so good. Yeah. What great writing. Too. Yeah, I really love it. And then I love um, when Diego finds out that she, Frida, slept with uh, Leon Trotsky. Um, he was like, uh, Frida, why? And she was like, because we wanted to. It hurts, doesn't it? But why? It was just a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And then she said something like, it was a great line. She was like, you have been my comrade, my colleague, but you have never been my husband, Diego. Ooh. Yeah. I love that. Which is very interesting because I'm so into the difference between Mexican accents and Mexican-American accents because yeah. they're very different. Like yeah. my tío Jorge has a total Mexican accent like I just did. But then like everyone else in my family, not everyone else, but a lot of other people have just like Chicano accents. We're yeah. just like, yeah, like whatever. Like That I was also that, you know? our early bonding when we would always just 
pretend we were young 17 year old cholas oh yeah, yeah i remember yeah. this the other day do you remember we wanted to do a radio call-in show where it was Chola two 17 year old cholas yeah. giving life advice because truly they and i remember that they were like um they were like you don't make it to 17 without knowing some things yeah it's true yeah and we were like they really would be so good at true life advice but it would be like the most basic you know it'd be like i don't know i just like what do i major in in college and then it would be like Mm, I don't know which one has the like hotter guys though. Like, but I don't even know like about college because I'm like at the trade tech. But like, I mean, look, wasn't very good we get that. that Chicanos go to college, yeah. but you know what? I didn't, and so <laughs> I'm this one I'm, didn't. <laughs> I'm repping for the Chicanos who didn't. Yeah, and, and who went to LA trade tech. Yeah, and shout out also to the extended vocabulary of the Chicano American who <laughs> is always inserting many words into a sentence that are always. Oh yeah, I love Chicano. Like I love Chicanos like saying like. Bare, like I barely even asked him anything and he was just like already jumping down my throat and shit like it's and it crazy. was like but not even though if you think about it Frankie has a joke about it but yeah. it would be like birds of a feather though <laughs> like, oh the right oh like oh like using almost the right expression right or almost the long, right word or like um I'm trying to think like if you were gonna say like take it for granted or something mm-hmm. taken for granted they would be like but taken for granted <laughs> no I love it but because yeah I mean you're growing up with two different languages but then also Chicanos in Spanish like when I worked at the carniceria with that um, butcher Gerardo from Puebla he would always say to me in Spanish that Chicanos even who had better Spanish than me which I mean I don't have good Spanish but meaning like they will still have like Chicanismos like mm. little Chicanoisms of like redundancies and that's how in Mexico how they can tell your Chicano even if you speak really good Spanish you say certain redundancies that you don't need um, mm. that Mexicans won't, wouldn't say you know yeah. what I mean um, yeah so and of course like the insertion of Spanglish is like dead giveaway too yeah you know I'm trying to think of other accents we got like Swedish Italian French German oh you know who can do a really good I mean for obvious reasons but it's hard a Cuban accent in English f- sounds very different than other Latinos. Like Cubans speaking English from Cuba sound very different. And Chris Garcia can do a Cubano. really, yeah, yeah a Cubano. And like they, they, even in, of course, in Spanish, they have a very distinct accent. But even in English, you can tell a Cuban. You As know? his dad does. Yeah. 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 I feel like the only accents we're allowed to do on this podcast without getting canceled are just all the British accents, you know? I'm allowed to do Latino. That Yeah, you are. You're totally yeah. are. Um, and I'm allowed to by blood. Just kidding. By injection. Um, you can Just do South African. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to think of other like really tr- like what I like really trashy like Jordy accent like Manchester. Oh yeah. Or something, you know. <clears throat> See, there's so many British. I think you can do all European accents. Yeah. I don't think you you know need to. Oh, like on SNL when they did the um the, <laughs> like British Bake Off, but it was like the trashy girls. Oh yeah, the Jordy. That were like, what did they say? They're like um. They're like, uh, w- weren't they like always oh, nasty? Nasty, yeah. They were like, oh no, we slagged him, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. oh, he's a to- oh no, she's oh, yeah. a total slag or something to- like yeah. that. Yeah, oh, yeah, what was it? Uh, or like Drag Race it. UK. Did you watch that? I didn't. Oh, yeah. that you just need to watch it for it's very short. You need to watch it for the accents. There's yeah. actually the winner of it is uh, someone who is called a scouse. Mm. Okay, um, not totally sure what that is, but I think it's an ethnic group and it's definitely an accent in Britain. And um, it's like 
kind of sounds Scottish-ish to me, but I know it's not in Scotland. So is it like uh, Irish hybrid or something? No, 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 no. Um, it's it's a Scouse accent. So you just need to watch it to hear the accent um, of that person. Yeah, I like Irish accents because they kind of found to me sound to me like kind of trickling waterfalls. Like it'll always be like, yeah, we're going out to the thing, though. Like you know, it is actually Irish is very pleasant. Irish is it's quite delightful. Oh boy, oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was very Midwestern. Oh, oh boy, oh boy, oh, I like, don't know I how to like, how to do. Like, um, it's always like the little upspeak to like. I was in the pub getting coffee. No, I'm from yeah. Ireland. Ireland. Ireland is Ireland. not part of Great Britain except for oh, yeah, Northern Saoirse Ireland. Oh yeah, Sir Ronan. Yeah, Sir Sharonan. Yeah, it's Sir Sharonan. I'm going yeah. to teach Americans how to make tea today. I don't know how to. No, she's do. like, like uh, she was in the movie Brooklyn. And she'd be like, Tommy, no. <laughs> she's like, Tommy, I don't think I can. No, I can't do it. I Irish is hard. I heard and it, do you want to know it. why Irish is hard for us? Because the Irish accent influenced the American accent. Mm. Because there was so much immigration from Ireland because of the famine. Mm-hmm. It fundamentally influenced modern day American accents. Yeah. That's why certain Irish accents, I know there were many, Certain Irish accents almost sound American. They sound almost also. I've heard that like the Southern accent is like actually quite similar to like King James's English or something. I don't know. Who knows? I would believe that. Yeah. Speaking of of Irish, uh, can we just talk about celebrities we've seen? Have we talked about this before? What do you mean? Like who are? are I saw Col- I saw uh, Colin Farrell in getting out of his little boxing class. <gasps> I've seen him twice. Did you see his big Irish dick swinging he in was between his legs? not, but he, oh, I know, I don't, okay, he had a sex tape. Yeah. And he says in it, he's like, it's something like, I'm not, I'm gonna butcher it, but he's like, oh, this right here, he's like, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or something. Ew, in the sex yeah, tape? Yeah, something like that. Ew, he like opened up her legs and was like, oh, yeah. this is breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Ew. But I didn't, I didn't say it right. And then he just went, yeah. <laughs> just like went into it. But he is, um, he's so handsome still. A little more petite than I thought, but. Look, God put most of the meat inside his legs, <laughs> in between his legs. So. Do you know that they, there's a phrase that's like, um, God didn't want the Irish to rule the world, so he invented liquor. Something like that. It's some, it's probably, that was probably was invented something. by some Brit. You know, know. Um, no, what, it was honestly like a bog person, like all peasants. <laughs> Remember how they always say too that they're like water was contaminated, so everyone only just ever drank ale. Mm, that is that is really um, that's frightening because you know what that means. Everyone had beer breath, and that's a hard. That was existence. the least of their problem in the in the <laughs> beer six, breath. The sixteen. That's a. I don't know if you smelt that. That's a pretty bad problem. But comparably to people who weren't showering, when I went to Scotland, they were like, you go under these like um because they still have uh you know cities get built up over time, but you can mm-hmm. go underneath to like the close or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it's like where the peasants used to live, and literally it was like not even just like a hut. He was like, this is where a peasant would live, and it's actually the pigs die. Like you would be roomating with a pig. And it was so gross. And it was like, and if you were lame or if you had the plague or something, you would just be a little pig boy. <laughs> oh my God. And just live there in darkness and actual shit. It was horrible. That's crazy. Every time I go to England or London in my tra- travels with my male financier friends, um, it's just all all of human history everywhere is just bloody and dark. Absolutely. Like there's no place that they were like, it was great. But also what I want to say to all the people of color in the world. Yes. Okay. When you go to Europe, just know that even though the indigenous people there are white people, mm-hmm. just know because many of the European powers colonized Africa, Asia, the Americas, so on, um, a lot of the money 
that was used to build these grand places, um, especially if they were built after the age of exploration, mm-hmm. um, were was came from their colonies because the point of a colony Entirely. is to is to completely um, cre- have more funding and resources uh, back to the mainland. It's yeah. not, there's no interest in benefiting any of the natives, right? Yeah. So that's one thing that I very much felt when I was in Spain and Portugal of like, yeah, there's a l- many, many things here that was paid for on the backs of black people and indigenous people. Mm-hmm. And even in Lisbon, there was like these statues that I was like, girl, take these down of like this Catholic Portuguese monk um, in the Brazilian Amazon standing next to like all these native indigenous um, kids in like cloth, loincloths and stuff like that. And it was like in some square in Lisbon. I was like, girl, take this down. This is not what yeah. you should be uh, uh, proud of, you yeah. know? I know. It's really gross. Yeah. A lot. I feel like a lot. I'm trying to think of like uh, even around, especially around like the California missions and stuff. Oh, like I went down with yeah. my grandma to one and I, they're getting more, they're getting better at like the, they've revised the museum to be like when like it wasn't cool what happened, you mm-hmm. know? So there, there's a little bit more, there's still some old school like plaques or whatever, but, um, but I feel like they are a little bit more trying to like, um, call that out, you know? It is really interesting. If he, anyone ever visits California, um, go to the missions, go to one of the missions. Mm-hmm. There's them, they're all around. Um, and what's crazy is they go from the like Northern part of California all the way into South America, into the Amazon, into the jungle. I mean, the missions pepper the entire Americas. But when I went to the San Francisco mission, um, that is when one of the tour guides was like, oh, if you notice, a lot of the cemetery um, gravestones are Irish names, right? Mm. But just to let you guys know, underneath those bodies is are buried the nameless graves of all the indigenous people who built mm. the mission That's interesting. that were enslaved by the Spanish Europeans. Um, and then, of course, that period of time, so they, like, did like nameless graves a lot of times or that stuff was forgotten. And then, then in the next century, then like the Irish were like, um, the Irish people from, uh, Irish Americans from San Francisco were then buried on top of it. So if you just, I really like that because if, if the tour guide didn't tell us that you would just think, Oh, there's just like Irish people buried here. Yeah. But they're like, actually, no, there's even like more people buried underneath them. The missions almost remind me of Europe because you know how in Europe they're like, okay, so these are the people who are buried here from yes. this century. Then underneath them are the people who are there from this century and then this century. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's the same thing. Yeah, you know? there's always like stratification. Yeah. I loved, uh, we went to uh, a mission up in um, San Juan Bautista, which is like a small little central California, gorgeous town. Mm-hmm. They have a mission there. It's like an 1800s town that's like full on like still, it looks like you're walking into like a cowboy town. You oh, know, wow. It's beautiful. It's like old California, like whatever. Yeah. Um, and we were in the mission there and it was great because he was showing us like uh, in the mission floor of course it's like natives that would make all the little adobe bricks and they were like finding some that were um, one of the adobe bricks had like a, a footprint because they would they would make the bricks and put them all out in the fields to bake mm-hmm. but sometimes people would be walking over them or something so there was uh, you know like an animal paw print in one that would like walk over or one of them has an indigenous person's like footprint in mm-hmm. it and so he was showing how like in the thing, which by the way, all those missions were built on like suspicious, they were built on like formerly sacred sites for Native Americans. Yeah. So there's like weird things like, oh, why is it that on the solstice there's like a perfect line of light from there to the head of the thing? Like it's actually, it's kind of good. It's kind of like, um, 
I like it's like a little bit of like native subversion where they're like yeah but well, I mean it's it yeah it, it shouldn't have been built but there is a little bit of like um there's a little re- secret rebellion in there in that they were like mm, let's do like a pagan kind of secret altar here or whatever and yeah. uh, in the floor he was pointing out that like at most everything is flat but then you can tell like some natives like were like here you go and they flipped the tile the wrong way so that the paw print would show <gasps> because of course that was like animism was there like you know respecting oh, yeah. coyotes or whatever they 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 loved nature and animals and, yeah. yeah so it was like in of like the like 50 there would be like a secret paw print here and a secret paw print there and then there was like a footprint there so th- I thought that was cool that is it was really a good cool. little like um, side it was a good little uh, secret dig, you know? Yeah. That's why I kind of do like, I'm getting more into like mid-century modern architecture. Like you actually have like in your apartment right now, like a really great mid-century modern Palm Springs theme going on. Mm-hmm. Where before I did like Spanish colonial revival, but then like when you go into those houses, you're kind of like, what is this? Am I supposed to, am I printing to be like some Spanish, like Lord of a Hacienda? Like, right. <laughs> like I, let's just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it feels cool. But then when you actually think about the history, you're like, this is like, first of all, not real Spanish colonial because it's the only real Spanish colonial is anything in the Americas that's built during, um, the 14, 15, 16, 1700s. Right. Yeah. Um, it's like revival. So it's like from 1920. Right. Um, so it's all like fakes, hacienda style you know what i mean that's my my mom's house i like i i used to like it um but also that was the era like i feel like a lot of the early 2000s when you went to ross was a lot of like um like a dark leather club chair Mm -hmm. and then like a lot of like wrought iron home goods remember that was like very hot like all our moms yeah rustic rustic and a lot of like um stained glass lanterns and stuff you know but now whenever i go in there i honestly it makes me think of the rack like medieval the inquisition really yeah and the rack and torture and demons and that's why i love it <laughs> <laughs> no but it really did like when you've like gone through or there's uh down in san diego there's the museum of man and across from it is the museum of torture uh-huh. and it's all just all the tools that were used during the inquisition Fuck. it's also why i like elizabeth golden age because in the trailers whatever it's like there is a wind coming and with it it brings the inquisition and remember when elizabeth was like a man will confess to anything under torture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the best scene though is from the first. I forget this is my favorite scene. The best scene is remember when she's almost assassinated. Yes, and then her like advisor. It was a poison or it was an arrow that came. Yeah, oh, no, it was, it was an an actual arrow. pistol, and it was like a young boy who had tried to. No, no, no. Whatever. That's in the second one. Okay. So the second one was a pistol, and then the first one was an arrow, but a thick, big oh, yeah. arrow. Yeah. And it was like right by her head, and she comes in. And she's like, oh, like, oh, my God. And then her advisor, like, while she just got assassinated, was like, you have to marry. And she was like, oh, my God, get the fuck off my dick. Like, I was almost assassinated. And he was like, everyone knows that you, that Sir Robert visits your bed and you fornicate with him. (laughs) And then she was like, um, and she was like, yes, sir, I live my life in the open. I'm surrounded by people. I do not understand how such a judgment has been made of me. And then he was like, you cannot marry him. And then she was like, why not? And then he was like, because he's already married. And then that inspires dun, the scene of dun, what we just dun. did before of him like trying to dance with her. Oh, and yeah. she like is pissed because she like, knows. No, thank you. Yeah. She's like, you lied to me this whole time. You didn't tell me that you had a wife. Yeah. And then also, it's not just that. He is fucking one of her ladies in waiting. Yes. And that's a problem. And yes. I agree. And I would have her murdered because you know but she's the one who remember and this is a true story they tried to give her a poison dress do you remember she wears which it. seems like so something you would do to me i would never <laughs> you'd be like hey here's this new sequins dress it's so it's so cute you should wear it to precinct yeah and then you put it on and then remember it's a very i remember that a haunting scene because she puts it
it on because she's like, you know, the queen's in the other room. And she's I'm like, like, take a hot shower, open up those pores, right. then put it right on. It slips in better. Yeah. Like. And she puts it on. And then she immediately starts like convulsing and is yeah. like, <gasps> and then they like rip it off. And then she's full on like dead from poison. Yeah. And I wish we could do that again to people. <laughs> Here's a poison Christian a Siriano. Po- yeah, <laughs> that's how you would put it on. Yes. It was a Christian Siriano. <laughs> then I would just die on the red carpet. But as we all say, die hot. <laughs> Absolutely. Which means when you are dying from your poison dress, not too much scratching, baby. Like, yeah, not honey, too much keep scratching. it. Hands up. Yeah, because that girl, she died bloody. Yeah. Yeah. And you remember how, like, um, I've heard, too, like, one of the benefits of, like, drinking out of old drinking horns or that old Viking chief um, glasses would be basically, think of a martini glass, but without the stem. It would uh-huh. be, like, conical, like a cone, mm-hmm. um, because you couldn't put it down because, therefore, you couldn't get it poisoned. It had You had to hold it in your hand the whole time. Oh, so that's actually a great technique. Yeah. You know, guys, we just love talking about our past. I know. And I know. about how we met in high school. Viking just the days. drama. <laughs> yeah. This was just a fun, hostful episode. A little emphasis on the hoe, honey. Yeah. Samantha we, Jones would like it. We need we need more of us sometimes in these episodes. Yeah. You know? Sometimes the topics get heavy and we just kind of need to do accents. We need that's to, really what it that's, is. And that's all half of what our friendship is. So yes. um, I also think we need to just... In, introduce a little more positivity positivity in the world let's, what are let's end it with some fun things like what are we excited about fun things yeah okay new segment fun things fun things um okay i'm very start with um fun thing <laughs> fun thing um bollywood music on youtube is I'm, back oh my god i mean it's never left okay I, i'm working out to it i am crying to it i mean i just love um, all th- and I don't know how to access full Bollywood films. Yeah. Um, I know that they're like advertising some accounts on a lot of those videos. They're so gorgeous. And after we sign off, we are watching some. I just am in love with the singing. I'm in love with the dancing and the and the performing. I just think it's so great. Um, if we had our own TV show, mm-hmm. I would love for us to fly to India and do a whole episode about the Bollywood film industry. It'd be so fun. You know, oh. the big thing about Bollywood or like the key is that they never kiss. Really? That's the, I forget. Yeah, like at the end they like embrace, but I don't think they ever kiss. Katie, do you know what another big thing about it's Bollywood very chaste. is? The men are insanely good looking and hot. I mean, I mm-hmm. never, America, we just don't have the sexual rawness of a lot of these Bollywood leading men. I mean, they are just so fucking hot. I just, I, I can't take it sometimes. There's also, um, you know, she was claimed the most beautiful woman in the world, Aishwarya Rai. She's great. Gorgeous. And you know what's wild? Well, it's not wild. It's cultural. But she didn't get married, I think, till she was in her 30s. Mm-hmm. And she lived with her parents till she was in her 30s. Even though she, because it's cultural, she didn't leave the family compound. Right. But she's like the, like imagine the, like imagine if Charlize Theron was like, I'm just about to move out of my mom's house for the first time at <laughs> age 32. You know? Well, I mean, I get it. I mean, you know, as you've, as we've talked about with, um, Chris and, and me, like the way like our parents are with each other is like starkly different the way. And they're always like, stay are. with us till ever. They're oh. like, actually just have her move in. Oh yeah. My parents, I mean, my Mexican American parents would prefer if I still lived with them, yeah. but I just can't do that. You know what I mean? I just can't be happy and do that. I think it's you know? fascinating, <laughs> but you know, yes. Shout out to Bollywood. We should go to little India and, um, Wait, we have a little India. You. Yeah, in Artesia. I'll take you. <gasps> oh, no. I know about Artesia. And if you want Bollywood films, they have all the VHS stores there, so you can go. Oh, perfect, perfect. And does my mom have a sari? Yes. And has she worn it? Yes. 
<laughs> What's one of your fave things? My favorite things is uh, your discovery. You showed me John McClane yes. is a beauty YouTube demon vampire influencer. Absolutely. And professional makeup artist. Professional makeup artist. Um, he's Scottish. He does go by he. He does, um, yes. He presents as, you know, um, trans feminine to spirit. As he has said... I am the man. <laughs> <laughs> but he looks like a um, beautiful widow. Yes. And yes, that is exactly his aesthetic. His, his, it's like if Dita Von Teese was a widower in the Scottish Highlands or something. Yes. And his YouTube tutorials are equally hilarious and self-aware and so seriously genuine. He'll like stop a tutorial to show you how to lacquer a black table. Yes. And um, he's hilarious. So he's brought so much joy to our lives. I also did get a new elf highlighter for my birthday. Um, <laughs> it's a, a peachy rosy gold. And, you know, I just love to like just hit the light. Yeah. I wear oh, it speaking of that, and I was inspired by John too. I'm going to start doing boy makeup looks. Yeah. But we're still in works because I tried to do one today. And as I said, it was flaking off of my face because I used a foundation that was too mattifying for my dry skin. So I, I, I need to figure it out and I will be texting you for tips. Yes. And yeah. we will be putting it on the Instagram. I, I, I actually will be taking Insta photos. Yes. Yeah. So um, that said, guys, thank you so much for listening. Let's give a shout out. Let's remind everybody where they can find us. Like, comment, subscribe. Yeah. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. I, we can go to the Living With Jonathan, Katie, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram at Katie French, katiefrench.com, yeah. all my dates. Yeah, um, follow me All my on court Twitter dates, by the way. At uh, John, John, J-O-N, Cerda Raul. Uh, Cerda, C-E-R-D-A. It's Spanish for female pig, so never forget it. Um, and then you can also listen to our podcast on YouTube as well. We upload them there, as well as our web series, which this was inspired by. Find us on all the social. Follow, subscribe, comment. You know, send us it, your accents. Absolutely, send us your accent. Send us, send us Insta videos. If if anyone sends us a video of them doing an accent, we will post it in the stories. Um, Unless and, you don't want us to, in which case we'll just keep it for our own. Sure, delight. but but we would love to post them in the yes. stories and on the Twitter. Yes, because that's something that's really fun for the Twitter, like yeah. a nice ten second accent impersonation. Let's make Twitter fun again. That's my campaign. Oh my god, Twitter is truly a hellscape. As uh, I know, one and of you our think we'd guests. like that, but we don't. <laughs> no. Not at all. But anyways, um, thanks for listening, guys. We love you. Okay, bye. Bye.